and welcome back to a, another episode of Protein Ramblings. Fuck me, got it right this time. I should, do, I, I should do by now. Um, we're join, joined again, as per usual, by Neri. Hello. And we have a special guest this week. Uh, yeah, this week, actually. Uh, we've been doing it weekly. It's <laughs> shit. Um, but yes, we're joined by the source boss of the Netherlands, my friend Miro. Uh, aspiring uh, sauce boss, but yes, that yes. is me. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so uh, Miros joins us to talk uh, all things hot sauce this week as he's uh, just launched his own hot sauce company, which is uh, got to be quite the exciting time. Uh, yes, it is. I'm trying to keep my uh, excitement in check because, you know, I, I do have a full-time job and I don't want to put all my hopes and dreams into it, but it's something of a hobby that... Uh, I just decided it should be a business. Yeah, I mean, likewise, it's, you know, it's very similar to how I uh, treat this podcast. I have a full-time job, but I like to do this as well, and it's something fun that Good I enjoy. Good to have a side hustle. Exactly. And like Naomi with her perfumes. Mm-hmm. So, Not so much yeah. anymore. As, as, you know, I've known you for a couple of years now since uh, we used to work at the same company together, and I've, I've sampled yeah. your hot sauce on many an occasion. Um, so when did you actually first start making hot sauce, and what was the the, the kind of, what was the 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 impetus that spark that was like, all right, shit, right. now I'm gonna make my own hot sauce? Yeah, okay. So let's go down the the origin story. Yeah, <laughs> page one of this comic book. Um, <laughs> yeah, when was it? I think I think maybe around five years ago. I started just researching into what kind of foods would be best to replace, you know, those vitamin supplements and all these kind of, you know wonder elixirs and health immuno booster pills and whatnot because <laughs> you know i've always been into trying to be healthy and, yeah. and exercise a lot etc but i've never really been keen on the idea of swallowing 20 pills a day just to keep up you know my magnesium and vitamin c and all that other crap so i thought to myself well what can i eat to put it into my normal diet on a daily diet and just you know keep those levels at a, at a healthy re- uh, level so I started researching into different kinds of foods, you know, come across the basics like your herbs and spices, your onions, your garlic and, uh, you know, curcuma and all these kind of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, over a couple of weeks, I started seeing that a lot of these ingredients were in hot sauces. And I thought, fine, OK, let's do a little bit more research into these kind of spicy things. Now, uh, after a little while, I um I was, you know, talking to my parents about this and my mom recommended some sort of health tonic that back in the day somebody, you know, used to use this kind of health spicy tonic to to keep their, you know, health up and whatnot. So I did some research into that, trying to figure out what the hell she was talking about. I've just got um, visions of uh, like a traveling salesman with his like snake oils and he's like, roll up, get my wonder tonic. Yeah, pretty much. You know, Wonder Tonic. That'll you know, you was, grow it, your hair and you'll have uh, thick skin word, and didn't all work that for other either crap. of us then. <laughs> no, <laughs> the growing no, head I'm bald as a shaved nutsack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so I started doing this research into this tonic, and uh, I found uh, I found references to this. Um, this stuff eventually, I found out it was called fire cider. That was used back in the days of the Black Plague. <laughs> yeah, that is a really medieval sounding thing. Or <laughs> oh, the most it's metal like sounding awesome. thing as well. Yeah. Fire cider. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to whack and what are you drinking? Fire cider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So 
um, yeah, I found the recipe for it and uh, it was a lot of uh, vinegar, some onions, uh, you know, these chili peppers, you know, the hottest chili peppers that you could probably, that you could find on the market. That was the recommended ingredient. Um, salt and some other things, right? Yeah. And you put it all together, you mash it up, you boil it a bit and you let it sit in a jar for two weeks to ferment with this vinegar and all this crap. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I let it, the, I followed the procedure. Uh, and then apparently you're supposed to take two tablespoons of this a day okay. to, you know, boost your immunity. And apparently, you know, uh, it's no science base whatsoever behind this. Apparently, uh, marauders and thieves and, and uh, you know, basically just bad people during the Black Plague use this to repel the Black Plague while they robbed sick people's houses. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, it's as good as anything else they were doing back then, like strapping frogs to their faces and shit like that. It probably yeah. has more health benefits, in fact. Yeah, definitely. I mean, strapping a frog to your face, probably not going to work out in the long term. Probably depends on the type uh, of frog. Yeah, I mean, you might impaired your vision when you're stealing crap. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, that, that's, that's actually a really interesting, or like, origin story. So, obviously, I've I've tried your um, hot sauce in it in its current like like it's it's final evolution. If you want to take the Pokemon uh, approach, or you know, it's mm -hmm. Super Saiyan form. How many iterations of recipe did you go through before you got to where you are now? I'd say about seven or eight. Mm. I mean, this fire cider story isn't even finished, by the way. Oh, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> so after I finished this first recipe, I was taking two tablespoons, but I didn't even make it to tablespoon number two because <laughs> tablespoon number one was just absolutely horrible. <laughs> Sour, hot, disgusting. And I just thought this is not something that I would enjoy taking every day. So I threw that out. So kind of like the I got, bomb then. Uh, not even like the bomb. The bomb is, you know, at least you have some sort of, uh, you know, badge of uh, bravery for yeah. taking it. <laughs> this stuff is just, you you spit it out, you vomit, you have sour face for three <laughs> hours and you just try to forget the entire experience <laughs> and try not to tell anybody about it too. So yeah, that, that was just out the window completely. Um, but it got me thinking into how can I simplify my ingredients? How can I make this into something more palatable and, uh, you know, consumable for every day? And, uh, the main next, the main next step for me was to get, I got a gift from my brother, uh, a hot sauce that he sent over from Canada. And it was just a few simple ingredients put together and it was so tasty. I looked at the ingredients list and I thought, Hell yeah, I can make this. So the first iteration was just a sort of mimic of what I enjoyed so much about that first yeah. hot sauce. And that's what I started with, with the basic garlic, ginger, tomatoes, uh, chili pepper, salt, and some vinegar. And I thought, okay. The basic, the basic uh, building blocks of any good hot sauce, really. Pretty much, pretty much. And... Then I just started in small batches, right? You know, just half a blender full of this stuff, you know, anything that I could find in which stores. And from there, it was just iterative. Rather than radical innovation, this was just incremental innovation, finding different chili peppers, getting different garlic, different uh, ratios so what, until I got to where I am today. So what chili peppers did you start? Because obviously now uh, you're on the Madame Jeanette is the primary chili pepper in your sauce, if I remember correctly. Yes. 
it's here in Holland, it's called a Madame Jeanette, but globally I found that these are just the classical habaneros, yeah. the red habaneros and the yellow um, lemon habaneros. Yes. Uh, so, which is which always did throw me when I first moved over here. I was like, yeah, Madame Jeanette, Madame Jeanette. And it took me ages to realize, that, oh, wait, no, that's just a fucking yeah, habanero. Like, hey, they've just got so yeah. many new peppers. We've never heard of them. Yeah. So like, no, no. <laughs> no, they just call yeah. them something completely different. So yeah, it's a habanero basis. But what other peppers did you go through before you settled on the habanero? Which I must say, I think is one of the the best all-rounder peppers. It's It's got a good amount of heat to it, but it's not like, you know, Carolina Reaper, which is for the extreme kind of like, oh, you know, are you yeah. Trinidad Scorpions? It's not insane levels of heat. It, yep. It's 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 a nice middle ground between having a, a decent amount of fire to it, but still a really nice flavor. Exactly. No, that's that's kind of what I was going for. That's why I landed on that one because mm-hmm. it has that um, that sweetness, that juiciness yep. of a bell pepper, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that really rounded heat uh, palette that. It doesn't hit the tip of your tongue or makes you want to cough. It doesn't tickle your 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 lungs and yeah. wants to you know make you cough your lungs out. It really just envelops the the entire inside of your mouth and it just enhances the flavor. So yeah, it's got heat to it, but it doesn't kill the flavor of anything else. Exactly, I would I completely agree. So, what other peppers did you try before you landed on habanero? Um, well, I started with your classical, the Spanish pepper or cayenne peppers, yeah. the really long red ones. Yeah. So those ones, I thought, you know, whatever you could find in the local supermarket, like Albert Hein and whatnot, they don't really have super hot stuff, but whatever I could find there, I, I bought that, I chopped it up, mashed it up, and they have this uh, Ravit, uh, Piri Piri, mm-hmm. and the Spanish cayenne peppers. So I tried it with those and didn't have too much heat, didn't have too much flavor. So I found myself adding other hot sauces into my own just to, <laughs> just to give it a little bit more flavor, coming up with a Frankenstein type of uh, hot sauce. But then I started looking around a little bit more and I discovered that, uh, yeah, either Turkish shops or, you know, Moroccan uh, supermarkets, you know, those, those kind of places. Yeah. The Middle Eastern and Asian shops, they had more selection when it comes to these uh, chili peppers. So I started experimenting with what they had there. And uh, yeah, eventually I found uh, these Madame Jeannettes, are also known in Suriname as uh, Ajuma. That's the, that, that was the name, the other name that I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to rack my brain because um, on the website that you sent over, I'm pretty sure it had it, it was under um, Ajuma as well. On yeah, yeah. Um, Ajuma peppers, yeah. Um, so yeah, the habanero is definitely, I think, uh, did you ever try, uh, like, because one of my favorite peppers, um, Scotch bonnet. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, again, it's it's in that, it's probably a little bit hotter than a habanero. Um, well, depending on, you know, obviously it's not an exact science, but uh, yeah. generally my experience is a little bit hotter than a habanero, but I still think it, can, it kicks with that. You've got that nice rounding of flavor um, and... I think with the Scotch bonnet, it's a bit more of the prickly heat, that that kind of like upfront, really fiery cabinet, uh, yeah, Caribbean, like a uh, Trinidad Car- Scorpion. Yeah, yeah, but like on a much more reduced level. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, well, I I did try with Scotch bonnet once, like a real Scotch bonnet, um, but it, it yeah, it, it just got a little bit. Um, what I found was that it created just a little bit of an extra barrier to wanting another bite of whatever food you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> So my my philosophy with my hot sauce is that if if you want to keep eating, that's the right recipe. Yeah. It's like I want nothing in the hot sauce to stop you from taking another spoon. 
not the hot sauce purely, of course, yeah. because then you're mental. Like well, I mean, you. that's something but, that I, I do with all my hot sauces. I Every time I get a hot sauce, I'm like, first thing, teaspoon of hot sauce, try what it's like by itself. Because I want to understand the... It's almost like wine tasting in a way, because hot sauce, good yeah. hot sauce has complexity and depth and nuance. And then you make me try them. <laughs> and it's a measure of how much I trust you that even when I know I will hate it, I still try it. Because you're like, no, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, um, what, like other than the health tonic, what, cause obviously I, I know, uh, we're both big fans of just hot sauces in general. What other yeah. hot sauces out there would you say you've taken inspiration from or that, you, you know, when you said so you mentioned that you were using like Frankenstein approach early on uh -huh. in the development phase, what other hot sauces were you kind of playing around with and emulating and using as, like I say, a, a, a jumping off point. Yeah. Well, the jumping off, one of the major jumping off point hot sauces, if you will, is uh, this uh, blueberry death sauce, I think it was called. And that for me was one of the, one of the ones that opened my mind really about the combination of ingredients and what flavor palettes should be like with, within hot sauce. I, you know, tasting that blueberry sweetness together mm -hmm. with that hotness and the kind of, uh, let's say, also a bit of smokiness to it. I thought, mm. damn, this is this is really interesting. That really got me inspired into experimenting and trying maybe, yeah, combining hot sauces to yeah. find the <laughs> ultimate hot sauce, right? <laughs> but, you know, eventually I wanted to make my own. But the blueberry one was the really the kickoff point. Oh, and it? the one hot, I would say the hot sauces, uh, Blair's hot sauces really are the ones that I use the most in trying to blend and find the ideal hotness level. Oh, you mean like the so, Megadeth and the, uh, sudden death, yeah. Megadeth sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been quite, I, I'm quite a fan of the Blair's, although I will say one of the two, I can't remember if it's the Megadeth or sudden death. One of them has a, like a little bit, it, it, its flavor profile is just, it needs something else with it because it's just, it's just heat and it doesn't have a lot of flavor behind it. I think it might be the That's sudden, the sudden death. Yeah, yeah, I think is it's that the, the one that we, we picked up. We were just like in some random American sweet shop. Oh yeah, it's like in, uh, down the um, yeah. uh, pipe. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those, one of the American shops in the pipe had uh, Blair's Megadeth and uh, sudden death in there. Okay, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's one of the yeah. They, they've got a couple of other hot sauces in there. Obviously, um, that blueberry sauce that you mentioned, um, I think I I ended up pinching the last of that from the fridge at work to bring yeah. home because I was like, Naomi has to try this. Oh my <laughs> god! So because there was like, I think there was about like a, a, a you know. Uh, maybe a few teaspoons left in the bottle. I was just like, right. I'm just That's right. I brought mine from home and I left it there in the office. Yeah, and it was like down to the very drag ends of it. And I was like, right, I'm just going to take the last of this home because I Naomi has to try this because it's <laughs> so good. It's one of the few hot sauces that I would actually like, okay, no, you could have this with venison. Or yes, game. I was about to say it's perfect with venison. I've tried it with, with deer mm. uh, and it's bloody amazing. So obviously... Um, you've been distributing this hot sauce kind of like under the table for a while through uh, work and uh, and to friends. What was the what was the final decision to say? Okay, no, right, fuck it. I'm going to go actually turn this into uh, a business, as it were, and actually start sh shipping this out. 
Well, it wasn't really my idea. It was really everybody else around me who loved the hot sauce so much that recommended that I turn oh, that's it into great. a business. <laughs> that's, that's a great recommendation for the hot sauce if other people are like, you should sell this. Like, this is good enough yeah. that people should pay for it. Well, I, I mean, well, it was a staple of the dinner table at work. Because um, yeah. when, when me and Miro used to work together, we got we get provided back when there was offices and things. <laughs> we were, What's an office? Yeah. <laughs> We got meals provided for us and it was quite often you'd walk into the, the, the canteen and you'd just be having to search around the tables to be like, who's got the bottle of Miro's hot sauce? Because everyone would yeah. just be stealing it. Like, right, no, whoop, whoop. And especially because I think a lot of the meals that we had there were uh, sometimes of questionable quality. Well, your quality—I would just say bland most yeah, of the time. That's what the, yeah, yeah. So they needed something in there to actually make yeah. them, you know, interesting food to eat. Yeah. Um, well, the the best part is still that I always brought it in in the empty whiskey bottle. So whenever I finished a <laughs> bottle of whiskey, yeah. I filled it up with hot sauce and brought it to uh, to the office, and which was good yeah, because it always I'll meant there was a it. giant bottle of hot sauce at any one time in the office. Yeah, when I first started bringing it in, it took a good two months before it was empty. But then, you know, near the end of uh, working in office time, so what was it, like the end of 2019, the entire bottle of whiskey was empty in two weeks. Yeah. It was just everybody was eating it. Well, I think it's a testament to how good it is because our friend Danny, who is the guy that just doesn't eat anything, like if he, like, he likes chicken. And like he doesn't even like steak he likes but if you if you have beef it's got to be ground even he like that hot likes that hot sauce and he can't take heat for shit because remember we yeah. had that barbecue uh yours uh daddy came around and it was like i'd oh, made yeah. i'd made like the stupidest spiciest kebabs ever and um we're just like marinating them everything in your hot sauce and he was just chomping away like a bad man yeah. so um, i remember you brought the last dab as well yes i i brought like so obviously we're both big fans of uh, of uh, hot ones as well. Um, yes. I, I've ordered quite a lot of uh, hot sauce over over the last few months from heating it. Well, not for a little while, but from heating it. Although there is a, there, I did find a good Dutch site um, heat supply for um, right yeah, for, for hot sauce as well. So in terms of um, the actual kind of like process for. Um, upscaling your manufacturing how's that how's that looking like make well, right. what, what's your approach are you going to be making in batches and then sell that batch or are you making to order um because obviously there's got to be a shelf there's a shelf life for the hot sauce yeah i mean it is a fresh sauce so that is, that is the thing i don't I don't boil it. Um, mm. I only use natural preservatives. So, you know, apple cider vinegar I've found is the best preservative. Also, historically speaking, um, it's the most natural way. So I buy a biological um, apple cider vinegar to keep it, to give the, the longest possible shelf life together yep. with sea salt. I don't boil it because I know boiling kills the flavor as well. The, f the freshness and that sweetness of yep. that bell pepper side of, of habaneros you can only really retain it if you keep it as a fresh product. Yeah. So the shelf life of the current sauces that I make is about two months, I would say, after um, production. I mean, I myself, I take the risk and I keep stuff for longer, obviously, because Same. I like the way the change happens over time because it does change the flavor uh, flavor palette. Yeah, I mean, I've been eat I've I've got a bottle here which I've had for a little while now, and uh, 
I, it does change over time and I, yeah. I've never got sick from it, so it must be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Good luck to anything that tries to take root in, in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and going back to like what you were saying about the, the health, to- the, just to quickly narrow back, uh, okay. sit back to the health tonic side of things. The one thing I will always say is whenever I get a cold, whenever I get anything like, you know, head cold, a little bit of a virus or whatever, hot sauce heals all. Oh yes, burn it to hell. That's my motto. Definitely. But yeah, in terms of the production, so like, what are you doing at the moment? Are you making to order or are you making in small batches and then selling through that batch? How? Um, Well, right now I I do try and make like a base batch so that I do have some stock in case somebody wants to order, but it will, um, I'd say for the foreseeable future, I'm going to do it on demand based Mm -hmm. on how much demand I get one week. That's how much I will produce on a on a Sunday, so by my shipping and delivery and all of that, I've tried to minimize that overhead as much as possible. So I've determined uh, all orders should be in by Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday, I make the sauce, bottle it, and package it, and then Monday morning I send it off. So essentially, I deliver. I, I send off only once a week, and I create. I produce only once a week at the moment. Okay, and if the demand gets to a point where I'm, I have, you know, 20% or 30% more demand than I can actually supply on a, on a Sunday without spending 12 hours on a Sunday, you know, making this stuff. I was going to ask, I was going to ask, well, how long does it actually take to, from start to finish to actually make the hot sauce? So I'd say for six bottles, it takes me about an hour and a half. Okay. That's not so So, bad. It's not so bad. So if I spend a good five hours making hot sauce on a Sunday, I could fill maybe 30 orders. That's pretty good. I mean, uh, like to draw a comparison back when uh, Sonami used to make perfumes uh, mm-hmm. and had her own perfume shop. And I remember you'd be spending an entire weekend. Oh, yeah. It, was, it, it, it actually got pretty horrible. Like there was no joy in it at that point. It was like, okay, on Friday night, I come home from my day job. I eat, I make perfume till midnight. I get up at seven, I make perfume till 12 and then I post it all. And then pretty much I have to start again. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> just it was horrible by the end. Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's, it's good because people want my stuff, but I, I cannot keep up with the demand. And it just became, it wasn't even a second job because I didn't have the time to make it a second job. (laughs) So I, you know, not to put a damper on it, but I, you know, um, (laughs) I I don't recommend becoming insanely successful. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you become insanely successful and obviously you You quit your day job, you could not just quit your day job, but you can actually look into a more, you hire a minion. That's what I needed. Yes. You'll need a minion. I'd think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just hire some like neighbor, neighborhood kid and paying like a five, well, here's a really uh, no. good. Here's a, <laughs> well, I was going to say here's a really good example. Um, so both me and my friend Dave, uh, Dave, well, Dave, his family friend, um, they make cider in the UK, a really popular cider, and he used to just do work for him, like bottling the cider on the weekend, and he'd just uh-huh. get free cider, and that was that was it. Like so. Maybe like I a, mean, I'd a, consider that, but one thing that I'd really want to invest into, if if the hot sauce really takes off and I could uh, expand production, then I would look into really renting a space where I could use a kitchen once yeah. a week, a professional kitchen, and potentially hire you know um, one of those uh, 
hotel restaurant students or whatnot, if they want a side job, a side yeah. gig, uh, you know, a couple of bucks per weekend, because catering the schools. Part that, yeah, the what the thing that I want to maintain is that uh, the let's say the cleanliness. You know, somebody yeah. who understands how clean and uh, you have to be making food. Yeah, of course. And if if I'm going to hire some neighborhood kid or somebody else that I can't really trust who doesn't have that insight, then I think I wouldn't feel comfortable myself selling it to customers. That's yeah. a fair point. So I'd want to maintain some some level of cleanliness because right now I'm quite meticulous in my kitchen about you know what I clean and how I do things. I you know, wear gloves and everything. Make sure I shower. I'm clean before I'm actually working on the yeah, things. You, yeah. need, you need to wear gloves anyway when handling hot, hot peppers because yeah. who who, oh, yeah, who, who here hasn't way. who here hasn't like hasn't got the story where you've been cooking with hot peppers and then you've gone to the toilet and you've had fire pants for the rest of the. <laughs> I have never done yeah. that. <laughs> no, I've been there. I've been there, done that. I yeah, remember making... if you've got a, a process and a system that you really trust, it, showing somebody else how to do that right can be really difficult. It takes a certain yeah. level on their part. Definitely. So yeah, yeah, I get that. So it takes uh, a dedication, or I think it, it would have to be somebody who also really enjoys hot sauce yeah. or yeah. wants hot food and would have a love towards that creation. Definitely, I think like yeah, something like a catering school student would be a really good shout. Um, so coming back to the to the to the, the the company and the branding. So how did you settle on the name Sauce Boss? Uh, Sauce Boss. That also isn't mine. That's uh, <laughs> something that a friend of mine, a former colleague, came up with just you know during lunch. Oh right, nice. Yeah, it's something that he started calling me. <laughs> because I was the guy with the sauce so he was like hey boss ah, sauce boss alright here awesome and the, the actual branding logo because it's really cool you've got the the, it, the way I describe it is it's almost like the hitman thing with like you've got the, the the suit guy the bald head and then the marking on the back of the head but instead of a barcode it's chili peppers yeah yeah well pretty much it, it is uh, I would say inspired by definitely because i am a fan of hitman i went to comic-con you know as dressed up as hitman a few times <laughs> so you mean you oh. put on a suit yep yep i did that uh i have that outfit completely um and just it wasn't like something that was already in my head that that's going to be the logo that's going to be the brand the name sauce boss just kind of drew up this image in my head of, you know, some guy who is, you know, a boss figure who has a suit and, you know, is the boss of the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing led to another. It's like, but wait a minute, you know, that's just me in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> me in a suit with a bald head. That's pretty much me at Comic-Con. So, oh, okay. I might as well do that. So I took inspiration from a bunch of, you know, sh shots and pictures of, uh, of that game of Hitman. And I came up with that silhouette of me yeah with those chili peppers on the back of my head and i think it'd be fun in the future if i ever am at some sort of like a uh, hot sauce event or some summer food festival or whatnot i have my food cart yeah. and i'm there in my suit with the chili pepper things on my on the back of my <laughs> I was, head as, i was gonna say would, sauce boss. would you ever consider that as a permanent tattoo <laughs> Permanent? Just, no. Yeah, just a proper get a couple of chili peppers. That's probably a, a level of dedication beyond what you really need. Well, I mean, if you yeah. if you if you really if you really take off and you become like this global hot sauce brand, I think it, I think it's a well, must. Then maybe yes. Yeah, they, I they mean, do make a good T-shirt though, right? Like yeah. you've got the merch. Well, I think so I, actually oh, yeah. I, it, that's something I wanted to ask as well. Like, oh, as you as you grow, is that something you might be expanding into? Is actual like kind of branded merch because the logo oh, yeah, itself is sure. really really cool. 
for sure. I definitely would want merch. Cool. T-shirts, hats, you know, your standard kind yeah. of things. Standard mugs, stickers yeah. to throw out with the... Uh, yeah. If you're going to do live events, then you've got you've to at least yeah. have something. Um, that's something. Is is there any kind of like chilly conventions in the Netherlands that you are considering taking this stuff to back when we can, you know, when we can have conventions again? Maybe. I, I don't know if there's a hot sauce convention. Uh, no, I'm sure or even there food, might be. Uh, like a food convention, just in general, like a general food convention. Because I know there's... Well, uh, I know there's. You a do have plenty of food festivals in you, the summer, yeah, you do. In, all over Amsterdam. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Is that something and you that, might be? Can... Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. So a, a friend of mine who just recently moved to the Netherlands, he's a former professional chef, and he loves my sauce. <laughs> he said that it's absolutely something that he would be willing to work for free for, as in you know, at a in a food cart and mm-hmm. at these festivals. Awesome. Yeah. Hey man, let's just you know fuck this shit. Let's just go. Let's just go for it. Let's go for a food cart and go to these festivals and make some money, man. This is great. <laughs> I couldn't believe how passionate he was about it when he tasted my sauce. I'm like, okay, well, all it's right, a let's... damn good sauce. Yeah, it's a damn good sauce. Like, I, you know, I, I, it's one of my staple sauces that I have with. Like, there's a few sauces that I have with. Like, quite. So I've really gotten. I, I forgot how much I. I know it's. I know it's kind of basic bitch sauce, but. Frank's <laughs> Frank's red hot buffalo sauce. Okay. Specifically their buffalo sauce is fucking lovely because it it's the best sauce for baked beans. <laughs> it goes to pretty much uh, everything. It's, yeah, it it's goes to everything. It's a good all around. It's a great salad dressing sauce as well. Um because uh-huh. it's got a good level of heat to it, but it's nothing it's got that butteriness that you want from a buffalo sauce as well. So that's like that, your sauce. Um God, what the hell is it called? Um, it's one of the uh, and Hilo and Hilo. What's it? Because uh, I know you're not into your Chipotle stuff that oh, much. No. You smoke. I, I See, really I really don't like Chipotle yeah. sauces. <laughs> it, that's that. That's that. What's the uh, the Akamiso one? Yes, like? uh, bravado. That's a good one. Bravado. bravado is good. I really like that one. They that's do true. a lot of really good hot sauces, but yeah, their Akamiso is. Um, uh, I believe it's Carolina Reaper and miso sauce. Uh, red miso sauce and that is that's a really unique very different uh flavor because you really get that kind of like saltiness from that from the miso in there and then just uh-huh. paired perfectly with big fire and while we're talking on tasting notes i actually do have <laughs> a bottle of your hot sauce right next to me which i figured you know if we're going to talk about it at length i might as well have some on air so i can kind of give a, a a a real live feedback uh, live feedback on the tasting of what you can get out of this sauce because right. it is be a good soundbite for my website later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a real, it's a real, it's a real punchy, flavorful sauce, which is what you want from a hot sauce. So here we go, and his head exploded. <laughs> no, and no, the thing I like about it's got fire up front. Yep, you put it straight in and you get some fire, but. A lot of a lot of hot sauces, where you get that fire up front, you don't get any flavor. But with this, you get an immediate kick of sweetness, which is coming from that habanero. Then yep. you get the the garlic coming through really strong. Like, I, how much garlic do you put pop into this? Because it does have a really good garlic kick, which I love. Uh, if I think to the ratio, I'd say a decent ten percent of the sauce in is garlic so i've got quite a bit of garlic in there and i think that's good because it works really well with that sweetness from the habanero because it gives it that kind of salty garlicky punch 
like I'd liken it very much to um it it's almost like the kind of garlic flavor you get from more dried garlic than from fresh. Uh-huh. Um in that it's it's just got that really like if you think Italian garlic bread, that really punchy garlic, that's what that's what you get from it. I really, really enjoy that. Now I'm glad you said that because I had I do have to mention that I don't pick just any garlic. <laughs> what garlic do you use? I always search for French garlic. Oh, okay. So I don't go for your standard supermarket Chinese garlic no. because that is, in my opinion, yeah, just flavorless. It doesn't have that round, deep flavor. Yeah. And I do pay the extra to find a good source of French garlic because the French take lots of pride in their garlic mm-hmm. and onions yep. for, for reasons, you know, ancient reasons and whatnot. But I, I really go look mm-hmm. for that pink reddish garlic that comes from France and that has that great round and deep flavor that and I wanted in my sauce. It really shows through. Um, what else have you got in there? Because uh, there's a, without giving away your secret recipe, what are the other key components that make up your sauce? Uh, I'd say, well, it's the three main components are the habaneros, yep. the ginger and the garlic. I'm glad you said ginger because that's the other part that really picks through, especially as, so the heat's not like- One of the healthiest things that you can eat. That's why it's also in there. Well, the thing is the heat isn't like a, it's not like a long burning blasting heat. You get like a real fireiness up front and then it starts to taper off relatively quickly. You're left with, I mean, even still now I've got just what I'd call that nice warming, pleasant heat, just coating your palate. And as that heat, as that that kind of level of heat sets in, you really start to notice those ginger elements coming through. Yeah. I think and, the ginger uh, and the habanero really kick you in the beginning, and then the ginger tapers off, and what's left is the habanero oils. I uh, See, I still and pick then, up quite a bit of ginger on the finish. Like, I can still, I could, different palates react differently, but I I can definitely pick up the ginger just like, you know, when you you can smell, taste something, it's like that combination yeah, of smell, yeah. taste. That's where I pick up that ginger right at the, in, in the finish as well. Like, so it's kind of like, yeah. it's halfway in my throat, halfway in my nose, I can smell it. But, and yeah. again, some of that's coming through the habanero as well. But it, it, it is got, it's such a lovely, fruity, bright sauce. It's got what I would describe as, um, so this, the way in my head, I have there's always two kinds of heat. I, I this is, these are my two categories of heat in my head. You have Indian heat and Mexican heat. Indian heat being that more intense, like cloying, deep, you know, curry style heat. That's it's it's Ghost quite, pepper. Yeah, like that. <laughs> not just that, but it's got that real cloying. It sticks around for a while, and it, yeah. it, it it's it's quite um, mulchy. I guess is the word <laughs> I'm looking for. I don't and know. Earthy. That's, yeah, it's not earthy. how I want to think of my curries, I guess. Oh, um, no, mulchi is a, gr- a great uh, tasting note for a lot of wine as well. Uh, but And then you've got your, your Mexican heat, which is your lively, fresh, zingy, kind of punchy. Nice and, yeah, nice and clean. and Yeah, nice, sharp, clean, yeah. crisp, sharp heat. And that's definitely where your sauce falls, in that yeah, crisp. Caribbean, Latin American yeah, spice. Completely, yeah, which is my favorite kind of spice because it, it, it's definitely a lot more versatile. Like yep. you can have it with everything. So I mean, oh, is there food? That's that where I, the habaneros from, from the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there is a type of food that I don't have hot sauce with. You, I mean, you put hot sauce on things that really don't need hot sauce. Uh, I have yet to put hot sauce on ice cream. 
but you know, <laughs> I might have to do that with uh, something without garlic. Oh, but I'm totally I, up for <laughs> doing a hot sauce. No, I tell you what would work. Ice cream. Um, so uh, there's a, a hot sauce producer in the UK called Wiltshire Chili Farms. Yeah, they do, oh, they yes, do a jam, which is a habanero jam. Oh shit, that's that shit would go great on ice cream. We've had it. We bought a jar of it and just ate it on waffles. It was really good. Oh. Yeah, so like a, a chili jam on ice cream would definitely work. I think, especially, yeah, this one was like a winter spice habanero. So it was like habanero, cinnamon, raisins, like it, it, your typical like mince pie flavor, but with like some berry notes and, and just this whack of habanero heat in there. It was oh, so good. <laughs> and they also. A nice little kick into a smoothie. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Actually, I think it, I th- because the sweet, it's got that perfect balance of sweetness and hotness, which I think is something that that is you don't think it makes sense at first, but actually, no. Like hot sauce, like spicy and sweet, like chili chocolate, and yeah, like, it works. It works it really. Works. really my, it does work. All my favorite hot sauces are ones that are some kind of like a predominant fruit note, like pineapple habanero or mango habanero. That you know something that really balances the two. Because uh, I don't like the really extreme hot ones, I can't handle them. Yeah, every t- I, I although you don't mind that you don't mind the last dab that much. I don't remember liking it. I don't. <laughs> what did you? Was it that you a while ago when you first got it? You like you cooked some chicken in it. No, no, and, that wasn't the last dab. That, <laughs> whatever it was, I had two bites and then was just oh like, no, I'm that done. was I'm that, yeah, that was last dab redux. Um, yeah. The thing is with hot sauce, if you cook with it, it gets hotter. Which if I you think actually, you didn't take into account on that particular chicken dish. Because I think if you if you actually take a hot sauce and you put it into a dish, um, mm-hmm. and then you start cooking with that dish, it, the heat brings out more of the the like the actual not like the heat of the cooking, the temperature brings out yeah. more of the heat from within the hot sauce. Whereas if you're just having it like as a, a, a marinade, like a dipping sauce or something, mm-hmm. it's not quite the same. Like because you're opening things up and you're letting more of the flavor release by adding heat to it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty mm. just like increasing surface area, pretty much of all. Yeah, the effectively, and yeah, there was just it was one of those like tray baked chicken things from uh, Albert Hein. I just smothered it oh, in right. last dab, bunned it, it in the oven, then pulled it out, and I was like, "Yeah, this is really nice." And it was just no, like was tears. Good. I don't want my food to hurt me. I don't think that's an unreasonable demand. It's like I really like eating, so I want my food to be nice to me. Whereas, um, like me and Mira would be sat in uh, sat in the in the bar at our old work, and just be like a. Tr- a, a selection of hot sauce laid out in front and just chips and just like yep. di- like just dipping trying all these different hot but does sauce. it not come a point i know we've you and i have talked about this before nero it does not come a point where it's so hot that it's just unpleasant like you can't taste anything new your head is on fire you're crying you're probably well, going to get the shits like that to me is surely not yeah, something to point, aim for <laughs> at that point you're not doing it anymore for the flavor at that point you're just seeing how high you can get from the heat <laughs> There is definitely a there's definitely a bravado element. This is to- definitely what I think. Like all these, you know, obviously you see these kind of hot pepper challenges on YouTube and that kind of thing, where people are just eating raw California Reapers just to see what happens. So yep. yeah, to me, there's like there's definitely a crossover point between I'm eating this because it's good and I'm eating this because I want people to see me eat this. Yeah, that's the two two the main approaches of what hot sauces are for. <laughs> Either you do it to augment your food, which is yep. what my sauce is meant for, or to augment and then your masculinity. The, you know, mega death sauce yeah. and 
the the regret sauce that you have, oh, Nero, God. and <laughs> some other like uh, you know satanistic extracts of yeah. five million Scoville that one drop will kill an elephant. That, <laughs> that's just stuff that you want to you know brag compensate about for tiny penis syndrome or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> Although I will say that regret. Uh, the regret was hilarious when I brought that into work. That was another Wiltshire Chili Farm one. Yeah, it? so yeah. they do they do a couple that are made with like um, incredibly strong uh, Olorosins. So the regret is made with a 12 million Scoville Olorosin. And I've got a bottle of yeah. God Slayer upstairs, which is like, I think 8 or 10 million Scoville Olorosin. Um, and what that is, is like, that's just a, that's a, a concentrated chili extract. So you can't you can't get anything natural in uh you know naturally that hot. You have to extract it, extract it, and compound it and compound it until you get something that is basically just born of Satan. No, what arsehole. is fucking wrong with human <laughs> beings that we're like this thing is legitimately too hot to be good to eat, but we're gonna fucking eat it anyway. Well, the thing with the regret, especially more than the God Slayer, is that they use a really good flavor profile. They've got bourbon in there and tomato, so it actually has flavor that's really nice. It's just mind-meltingly hot. I remember bringing it into the bring it into work and being told I couldn't leave it in the fridge at work because it was a health and safety risk. They think it was going to blow up. <laughs> no, they were just scared that people were going to eat it and not realize what it was. <laughs> you think it's some like China syndrome going on with your hot sauce? <laughs> oh, that'd be a that'd be a great like parody thing instead of like you know the alien xenomorph with its acid blood just, just have hot, hot sauce, sauce blood. <laughs> <laughs> it would change the films. So, it would. Coming back to you, coming back to Source Boss NL. Um, so, currently you're distributing to the Netherlands, Belgium, and well, maybe Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Benelux area. But I doubt anybody in Luxembourg is going to be interested in in my hot sauce. So I just say it, just you know, because it sounds fun, Benelux. But, Benelux, yeah. We'll keep the I mean, open. I might have yeah. one customer in Belgium. It's a, a my dad's one one of my dad's best friends and he's really into cooking and really into spicy food and last oh, time good. i met him in person he took three bottles of my sauce so <laughs> that's good he's very interested in ordering some more but, so um, depending on how demand goes uh what are your plans for the future in terms of expansion well, if all things goes according to my utopian dream about my hot sauce then i would say i'd expand to eu yeah plus UK, if if uh, you know things settle down and, and shipping to UK won't be nuts. Yeah, but what's I, that? Do you know what that's like at the moment? The shipping to the UK. Have you looked into it at all? No, not at all. I am not about to dig into that. I don't know. I was I was looking actually coincidentally. I found a, a UK place. I think they're just called the Garlic Farm or the Garlic Company that sold a hot sauce. One called Vampire Slayer and one called Vampire Botherer. Okay, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to look yeah. into this. Maybe we should try it. Um, but they, they specify that they'll only ship to the Netherlands if it's for a business. Because, really? Because the shipping is just so stupid and complicated at the moment. They're like, it's not really worth it unless you're going to buy something in bulk, at, you know, as a business. Um, wow. So, okay. yeah, I think it's going to well, be a while before it's worth looking into. So sorry to all our UK listeners. You're fresh out of luck. <laughs> yeah. But maybe in the future. Um because, oh, God damn, it's good. I, I've literally just had another teaspoon of it now because I was like, oh, that's really tasty. You f I forget. Because it's been a, a, like, because I, I, I've been doing a lot of uh, HelloFresh, so I've not been using hot sauce in my cooking as much over the last few weeks. Um, and I forget how much, like, occasionally I forget how much I fucking love that hot sauce. 
No. Bringing I, endorsements. Well, like I said, it, it's it's a daily for me. It's in my staple diet. I had some French toast with it just before the show. <laughs> oh, that's a really nice idea. So you should give us some recipe recommendations then. Like, how, how, what's the best way to enjoy this hot sauce? Yeah. Probably not oh, just straight many, from the bottle. I've got plenty of ideas and also experiences, and that's the next phase of my website. Is I'm just going to put a page of all the things that I've put my hot sauce into. Like one of the simplest things I've ever done that makes toast or bread so enjoyable is just mixing a, t- a teaspoon of this into your cream cheese. Oh, yeah. Just putting it on top of some toast. It's bloody amazing. It just turns cream cheese into something so much better than just ordinary fucking cream cheese. That's, uh, yeah, that sounds really nice. Actually, I can imagine. Same thing with hummus as well. I can imagine just like um, mixing it with butter as well. Like, if you like just buttery toast, then you you put some, like, basically, I'm thinking, like, you know, when you make garlic bread, but you just mix garlic with butter, just mix hot sauce with the butter and then make the bread. They make, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) I'm going to try that. When we have a working oven. Yeah, when we have a working oven. Yeah, the thing about heat and, and the hot sauce is, uh, or cooking it or boiling it or anything, it just produces mace. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to wear a gas mask of some sort because it just gets in your lungs and you cough like a crazy person. One of my aware of that. One of my early, earliest um, experiences with that cooking of chili thing, like, I remember when I was really young, my dad was uh, trying to dry out some fresh chilies just in a frying pan and left them unattended. Walked into the kitchen, like literally it was like walking into a gas chamber. Like it was like, I I was coughing so like, I was seeing stars and I nearly passed (laughs) out. And like, we're just like, it was dead. It was like walking into a death chamber. Like someone had just kind of sprayed mace into the entire room and it was oh see for my family a a korma was kind of the heat level you could expect at a family meal so it wasn't until i was out on my own i got to experiment with things and i lived with a housemate who was terrified of flavor and she was like i can't let you cook you're (laughs) gonna put tabasco sauce into things terrified of flavor she was just like it needs to be scandinavian if there's there's ketchup that's fine but anything stronger than ketchup she was like no no this is not okay so for those that are interested in picking up your hot sauce, obviously you've got your website, uh, sourceboss.nl. How, yeah. What the distribute, like what options, like cause I know you've got a couple of size options that you can, uh, that, that people can pick up, what the size is, how much they cost, what's the uh, average shipping cost and stuff. Uh, very simple. A small bottle is 100 mils, milliliters. Uh, it costs six euros and 66 cents, mm-hmm. just, you know, for shits and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bigger bottle is 250 milliliters, and that's for 10 euros flat. Uh, shipping is four euros, 85. So that's very pretty, simple, very straightforward. Nice and reasonable as well. And that's, you know, for shipping something that's obviously delicate and glass, that's pretty good. Re- that's a pretty good rate. Because I can't tell you how many times I've ordered from fucking um, Heatonist in the US and arrived, and what has arrived is three smashed bottles of hot sauce. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, they they when they first started shipping uh, internationally, they weren't really padding the bottles at all. So I just I remember the first hot, um, last dab order that I got from them. It was basically just it was supposed to be two bottles of last dab and a bottle of last Ca- uh, Los Calientes, and it was. A bottle of Los Calientes coated in two bottles of hot of <laughs> last dab. Oh, that's very sucks. sad experience. Yeah, it was also very brutal to try and clean it off and just <laughs> like, oh yeah, no. So what do you, how do you like? What do you actually use to pack in uh, pack your bottles? Um, oh, uh, that 
Yeah, I've gotten compliments for my packing method oh. because um, last week I, I did a, my first batch shipment and everybody received theirs and they were just surprised at how well it was packed. So I reuse a bunch of the cardboard and boxes that I get from, you know, my personal deliveries. Yeah. I, I don't buy packing material myself. I just eco-friendly. Yeah, awesome. uh, and I, uh, I've got this packing plastic. I uh, fix the bottle to a larger piece of cardboard. And then I put a bunch of smaller pieces of cardboard all around it. So there's no way it can move on That's the inside. True. So especially uh, I, I make sure even myself, I shake the bottle <laughs> like, like crazy person just to make sure it doesn't hit any of the edges. That's really um, otherwise I repack it. So there you go. Shipping with confidence as well. That's fantastic. I, and also eco-friendly. Yeah, if you're just right. reusing stuff, that's a really good, a really good approach oh, yeah. rather than just well, I also looked into ordering 200, you know, or a thousand boxes for shipping and <laughs> I can only buy in batch, you know, huge yeah. batches. So I, I'm not ready to buy all that. Nah, just yeah, it's not worth it. I would always just reuse bubble wrap when I was sending out the perfumes, anything like you, anything that came in wraps in bubble wrap that I bought for supplies, yeah. I kept and reuse that. Yeah, unless you're doing things on a really large scale, it's it's better to try and be a bit more creative about it. It might lead to some fun situations. Like one uh, one of the first shipments that I sent out, I reused a box of uh, my partner's shipment. She she ordered some makeup, and I reused <laughs> the box. And they had their lettering and their branding on the box. And then I shipped that to the to the customer, and he told me that he was. Uh, it, it was really funny because uh, his his wife just suddenly got excited that <laughs> she got some free makeup or something. It just turned out to be awesome. Like, don't put it in your eyes, please. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so hot sauce not a substitute for eyeliner. <laughs> no, definitely not. No matter how fucking metal hot you think you are, hot sauce is like anti eyeliner. Yeah. There's like the amount of makeup I've lost due to hot sauce because I'm just scrubbing my eyes and crying. Oh, that'd be some. That'd be something like. Um, it'd be really cool like, if you could if you could get a, a, a food standy type thing at like a metal festival down the line oh. just like pimping out your hot sauce to metal heads because you know everyone's there oh. gotta be like i'm i'm metal no i'm more fucking metal uh, that, that would be fun i mean yeah there's there's two sides to that sword i'd say one is uh yes it would be awesome to have that kind of uh you know success but on the other hand then i can't enjoy the festival myself <laughs> yes. i just want to go out and get drunk and that's where your get minion comes in pit myself <laughs> yeah. you get, you get the minion fun. to handle that side of it and then you go off and mosh so yeah. uh, by that I need to have employees. That's mm -hmm. for sure. So, in terms of where people can find you, obviously there's sourceboss.nl. Uh, you have your Instagram. Which, yeah, Instagram sourceboss.nl. Very simple. Uh, um, any other social you. media platforms that you have available that people can reach I'm you on? Just getting started. Like, I, I mean when was it maybe two weeks ago that I installed Instagram on a separate phone? It's not even on my personal phone. I, I, I'm, I loathe social media just to make this clear. And I'm making an exception for sauce boss because uh, I thought it might be fun and to get, you know, into the whole thing just for the business, but I have it installed on a separate phone. It's not my personal one. Um, I've got a Twitter account set up, but I haven't tweeted anything. I probably will at some point do a Facebook thing as well. What's your but Twitter handle for the the uh... Sauce Boss NL? I'm Sauce going Boss for Sauce everywhere, Boss NL everywhere. everywhere. Uh, that, yeah. nice, ni that's nice and easy to mm -hmm. easy easy to find. I'll make sure to yeah. provide links to all the places, including the website. Well, in fact, the, you can find a link to uh, 
Miro's SourceBoss.nl website on our Protein Ramblings uh, website under our friends section. So uh, be sure to check that out, but I'll make sure to post a link in the show notes as well. Um, So, yeah. For the people in the area, I I just want to mention that you can also um, pick up if you want to meet and talk you know, hot sauce or just, you know, talk about the, the, the bottle that you just ordered or whatnot, you can, there is an option to do pickup. Okay. So you don't have to pay for delivery. You could, you know, What's pick the, it up. Or well, just is that picking up, from, picking up from your location or just meeting somewhere in Amsterdam or? Either. Oh, okay, cool. Because you used to do that with some of your... I did it a couple of times. It always felt very shady. Like I'd get somebody <laughs> outside a, a church and we'd exchange money in brown bags and <laughs> go, our way, go our different ways. Well, you know, for me, exchanging money, that's not what I'm... You're going to have to make the order online because I want <laughs> yeah. everything to go legit through my business account and everything like that. Oh, so you're actually but, paying taxes? Yes, I'm something, actually paying taxes. Something I'm de- declaring on, my income from this. It's okay. It was UK taxes. They can't go back to you now. the Tories any of my fucking money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, what were you like? You were bringing it up. Moving on, moving on, moving on. I'm trying to be as legit as yeah, possible. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, I think uh, definitely. Like what... Uh, to veering off into like kind of the the taxi type side of things like what kind of like what are your percentages on tax like what do you do you know like have you had to do a tax return or anything like because i know we're coming up to the tax return part of this year what's the what's the threshold for earnings where you'd have to start actually reporting it to tax to pay tax on well i do have to report it anyways because it is income um But right now, it's uh, it's almost I'm pretty much like breaking even. I might have to pay maybe forty or thirty euros tax, okay. and depending on my costs, like the last couple of months, I've had higher costs than incomes at the moment. So I probably will get some VAT back from the government because of you know all the expenses yeah. that I've made. So for me, originally the whole idea of setting up the company was it was nice to go legit. But at the same time, I just wanted to have a company so that I'd also have access to all the wholesale mm. businesses in the area. Yeah. Because one of one great advantage of having a company in Holland is that you do get access to these great wholesale retailers. Um, and uh, in my neighborhood, there's this uh, specialized wholesaler for restaurants and uh, food industry. And they get imported food from all over the place. Like they, they get some really high quality stuff that you'd never find in, uh, you know, Vomar or Albertine or any of that shit. Any of the local supermarkets don't have what they have. And I just go food shopping there. Oh, wow. They get, oh, do they, they have get, proper bacon? Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. I might have to give you an order. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, we're off to set up a company. Yeah. Just, just 300, like 300 packets of bacon that I can fill my fridge with for, for now until like... I miss. You're more than welcome in joining me on my next uh, expedition. Yeah, please. To uh, that would so, definitely be because uh, take a look around. If they have like good meats, because fuck me, finding good meat in this yes, country is they impossible. They have really good meat there. Uh, like they I, have they have Irish beef. They've got uh, Australian hamburgers. They've got uh, French ducks. They've got uh, you know proper like roosters. You, you know yeah. you don't make chicken soup from actual hens you make yeah, yeah. real chicken soup from cockerels do they have uh, duck eggs cock. yes do they have du- duck eggs is some like why isn't duck eggs a thing in I, the netherlands like i'm never gonna forget when we first moved here and we were looking around the supermarket for duck eggs and you we're were so losing your food. shit because you were like i don't fuck with chicken eggs 
I don't know I'm if so they, fucking I don't bougie. specifically saw duck eggs, but I definitely know they have quail and some other ones. So they might have goose and duck eggs. I'm not Good, sure. Because duck eggs, for me, like, and this is another one that's great with hot sauce, because duck eggs are richer. Uh, their yolks are far creamier. Fattier. Yeah. Fattier, yeah. And I, just fried duck egg on toast with hot sauce on top. Oh my God, that stuff is the shit. Because the hot sauce mix with the... Oh, if you poach the duck egg as well and you get that beautiful, creamy, runny yolk, when it mixes with the hot sauce, or... In fact, call out to Red Dwarf, the triple fried egg chili chutney sandwich (laughs) with... with with uh, duck eggs and um, a hot, a good hot sauce for the chili is fucking phenomenal. There's a reason, like that that was a, that's a thing, and I, I believe me, I've eaten every recipe that's come out of Red Dwarf. Oh no! I even tried onion on my cornflakes. Oh no! Why? Because I thought, like, when I was younger, I wanted to grow up to be Lister. <laughs> well, everybody's got to have a dream. That'd be, a, that'd be a good person to endorse my product, Lister. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to Craig Charles. I mean, he we used to go to, um, he used to DJ at a, uh, a club in Cambridge quite often when we were back in the UK. Yeah, he DJs Funky House. Really? Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's like, apart from being in Coronation Street, he DJs Funky House. <laughs> Again, everybody's got to have a dream. So, yeah, um, thank you for joining us today. Miro, and talking us through your hot sauce. It's been fun. Thank you for inviting me. No, so like I say, for anyone that's interested, that's based in Netherlands or the uh, Benelux, Benelux, which I must say sounds like a cough syrup. Yeah, (laughs) or a really evil corporation. Benelux. Benelux. (laughs) No, it sounds more like a cough syrup to me. Or maybe a toilet disinfectant. Maybe an evil corporation that makes toilet disinfectant. I was going to say toilet (laughs) syrups. I lost track of it. And sanitizer, that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) That works. But yes, no, thank you for joining us. For all of you guys out there, uh, all our our Dutch listeners, uh, head over to sourceboss.nl and pick up a bottle of this damn fine hot sauce. Honest to God, if you're into your artisanal uh, foods, small batch homemade stuff, you really can't go wrong with uh, Miro's Sauce Boss hot sauce. It's... It's fucking superb, is what it is. Thank you very much. I appreciate the praise. I uh, it's it's well deserved. I mean, I've been an addict since uh, I started working with you, and I, I got to first try it, and I was like, "Well, this goes on all food now." <laughs> <laughs> He's my new friend. Yes. <laughs> now that's, that's my what sealed the deal, I suppose. <laughs> well, I think it was that and the shared love of magic, and the fact that there was no one else that played magic. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, no, thanks very much for joining us um, and talking us through your your business, uh, its origins and uh, the hopes for the future. It's, yes. it's many, many hopes. Many hopes. And uh, yes, uh, and we'll, we will have you back again, I'm sure, in the future to talk uh, maybe a bit more hot sauce and maybe to talk some other subjects as well. Uh, but it'd be good to check in with you again a bit further down the line, see how things are going. Sure. Awesome. I'd be glad to join. Awesome. Well, um, that's that's everything from us. We'll be uh, back again next week. I believe we've got some interesting shows coming up. Um, what do you say you believe we have? We're not really sure, but we like to think. That well, no, we've got. We're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have uh, an interesting interview coming up. Uh, not going to share too many details until uh, everything's booked and confirmed. But uh, our first actual wrestling guest should be coming on the show. 
And we also, what else? We've got some more face-offs. We've got a couple of other face-offs coming up. Um, and yeah, some just other general exciting things. Uh, there's going to be um, putting together an episode on eating disorders as well to um, to cover off the, the, the mental health side of things that we, we often touch on. Um, so yeah, look forward to those coming up in the, in the near future. And, uh, until next week, we shall love you and leave you. And thank you again, Miro, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, everybody stay safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.